0: This week on Wake Up Our Faith, we address the idea and topic of becoming bulletproof. If the word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, what does it mean to actually believe that and begin to live that way? Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams in studio today. We are streaming every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube, Facebook, as well as on Twitter. Uh, we are also moving and emerging into new platforms like Rumble and BitChute. You can find our archived videos there. Uh, many thanks to everybody who's joining us today, Kevo. Nope, we got we got sound there.
1: We're good uh we're also on telegram yeah and we need to mention that and continue to mention it because it is emerging it is far surpassed twitter and uh jump on there find us there we have a home there and as far as i'm concerned twitter's a dumpster fire so i don't respect it i don't like it and uh, we do have a presence there but we are moving and have moved to telegram so So to that point, I had actually copied um, our Telegram link today.
0: I'm going to place that in both the chat box on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to learn more about Telegram or join us there, there's a link for those who are watching the show today. You can check that out. If anybody else wants to find out about that, if you're listening to us on the radio, you can connect info, I-N-F-O, at uprint.life. I'm going to throw that link in the chat now. Um, So, Kev, today uh, we are – talking about the show title is how to become bulletproof. You know, we've been pressing into this idea of faith, uh, becoming a spiritual veteran. What are you willing to risk, you know, and really building to this kind of this uh, crescendo of what it actually looks like for someone to believe God Mm -hmm. and to live that out by faith here and now to Mm -hmm. shift and change the culture and atmosphere around them. And so excited about today's uh, topic.
1: Right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, I think that the idea is, uh, it's funny. I love soundtracks. I'm a big soundtrack guy and, uh, uh, I just find inspiration in them. And, uh, uh, I just happened to be listening to uh, last of the Mohicans, uh, on the way over. (laughs) I sent, uh, I sent one song over to uh, a buddy and just said, let's, let's get pumped up and, and go set some, folks free. He has a particular uh, heart for uh, a particular group of folks who are just, uh, they really need his help. And uh, mm. I just, uh, so, I, I, but that particular uh, song on that soundtrack is, uh, it starts out with war drums and then it goes and it's just, oh my goodness. Uh, you gotta, you have gotta grab hold of things that help you a fight that mm. help you stand up. And um, so so the idea of how to become bulletproof ties in with everything we've been doing and saying and what God's saying in the season right now. And uh, it's not time to sit back and go to the soft middle and um, and be a little baby. And it's time to stand up and, and act like uh, the son or daughter of God uh, that you are. And so all of that context fits today's topic or title. Bulletproof. You know, How to become bulletproof? And you
0: know, I love, I love kind of the imagery you created there. Being a former athlete, I always loved pregame and kind of getting yourself hyped up for the big game. And I remember being a high schooler here at New Hanover, and I had a white Ford Ranger, and I had you know yeah. Guns and Roses blaring in the parking lot, and I was getting myself hyped to go into the game. I was listening like Welcome to the Jungle or something. But it's interesting is we don't take that same mentality into each and every day as a spiritual warrior right yeah and stepping into that battle because mm-hmm. we're spy- we're fighting a spiritual battle every single day right so i love the concept there of finding something that helps you fight well and what a great reminder that's just a real tangible kind of thing um so and you and daniel day lewis can go beat your war drums and get fired up uh, is that john
1: williams did he do it was he the composer uh, i think his name is trevor okay. jones okay um but uh Anyway, um so you know, <clears throat> I think that when you when you take that title and you say, well, what is bullet what does it mean to become bulletproof and um mm. uh, uh I mean, you can grab hold of the image of it, um but that's I think that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be uh bulletproof. And uh you know, I think when we look in scripture, we see that. Uh, we see the heroes. And um you know everybody has that in them the world champion thing so uh you you have to um, <clears throat> really begin to look at if you're going to be bulletproof what well, what are the bullets hmm. what are they you know are they uh this or that or, or you know so so we have to define that first i think to try to get into the the antidote uh you know or your armor yeah uh you know without uh, a bunch of dry ceremony stuff yeah Cliches, yeah. So,
0: well, I mean, ultimately, for me, the foundation piece here is is scripture. As for both of us, Mm -hmm. this is what we do. Scripture is our foundation, and you know, it says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." Right. It says that. Mm -hmm. So, do we believe that? Mm -hmm. And how do we walk that out? Sure. And so, um, this idea of bulletproof requires the defining of what the bullets are. Right. And so, what what do you how do you feel about that? What do you feel like the bullets are?
1: Well, I think most people. Uh, we'll, just, we'll make a collective statement and say that, uh, the, the darts or the bullets, I like the bullets, <laughs> uh, the, they are what we would call circumstances. Hmm. And, uh, they, uh, <clears throat> they, they tend to, uh, be, be the thing that uh, we consider, um, it's something that moves us around. We're tossed about, you know, there's tons of scripture about, about this. Um, but, uh, you know, we did a show or several shows a while back about being unshakable. It's the same idea, but, uh, it's, you know, it's a little more intense to think about it this way, but, but your circumstances, they're not, they're, they're not actually your enemy. You, you have control over them. So, uh, it, it, what you live out through them, so in what they're designed to do and what God does through them. Um, So we'll talk through that process, but I think a lot of people look at circumstances as though they are enemy artillery Hmm. and uh, we don't have to do that.
0: So So it's changing your perspective on the circumstance instead of it being uh, something that is trying to attack you, harm you. You're seeing it then as something that is for Right. your preparation, something that is for right. uh, your your uh, expansion in the kingdom and your role in it, and et cetera.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> one of the things I, I usually, and I, I probably say it hundreds of times, but what I'm working with folks is uh, to, to help people understand the beginning of this is you are God's idea. And uh, if you don't know that and you want, you know, I've got, we, we always teach from Scripture, but I, I point people to it and instead of just reading it, because most people read it, or they'll roll their eyes and think they understand. I've it. heard that. Yeah, I've heard it before. <laughs> right? Great. Got the bag of chips and T-shirt. So we don't do that. We teach from uh, real-life application with lots of images and experiences and wisdom. But all you have to do is read uh, Psalm 139. And uh, I won't read it all. I might read a little bit of it. Uh, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out, my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain where can I go from your spirit where can I flee from your presence If I go up to the heavens you're there If I make my bed in the depths you're there if I rise on the wings of dawn If I settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast If I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me even the darkness will not be dark to you the night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light this is, I'll just finish with this. It goes on, but where you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All right, so that's a lot, and I don't want to take a bunch of air time with that, but you want to, you want to get hold of, you know, we definitely teach meditation on the word, experiencing the word, digging in. But uh, I mean, that's your creator saying that about you. And um, so when you get to the idea, go back to the idea that you were his idea, um, then you have to look at it a whole different way. Your circumstances are uh, something that are not a surprise to him. What do you do with that? What do most people do? Oh, no. They let that in their heart, they let the enemy's sermon. Or the enemy's preaching, hmm. the enemy's words into their heart, and so you have to learn to flip this. And um, but it's it, it requires something uh, of, of an intention. And and the way I say it is, God's intention is your permission. He he intended you to be here. You know the whole vacancy in history with your name on it. So y- you have to practice meditating on these ideas. You do have to get into scripture. You have to savor it like, like filet or whatever you like that's savory. <laughs> and you don't need tons of it. You just need a little bit. You need to cross that threshold. So we, we grab hold of Scripture, and that's it. You know, that's what we stand on. But the, uh, the, the idea in this in today's show is what uh, allows you to be free, um, not to, to, to be free from uh, circumstantial, uh, penetration into your heart um, and then how do you view circumstances so you remember in the matrix at some point <laughs> if you haven't seen it check it out right I think most people have probably seen it at some point the the bullets just fall to the ground yeah with uh, neo he grows he mm-hmm. gets to that point so that that's kind of where we're going with
0: well this. as soon as you sent the title over I immediately saw that scene in the matrix yeah and and, and as my own personal journey I just want to share this is mm-hmm. Uh, w- Neo started out in that movie trying to dodge the bullets because he th- thought he was the best. <laughs> right. You know, he had this idea that I might be the one. And so yeah. I'm going to dodge bullets. And they all said, well, man, you're awesome. You're so fast. But the crazy thing about that is in the end yeah. of the first movie, he finally realizes who he is. Right. And he has authority over the bullets. Yeah. And he commands them and says, no yeah and so much of my own journey has been, and I think our journey collectively mm-hmm. is moving from that place where you think you know, mm-hmm. and it's you're trying to perform in this role right. versus just living from this god given identity, yeah, but back to a point you made a minute ago, and this is where I want to press on our listeners with is there's a real problem with listeners, people who glaze over and have that attitude mm-hmm. of, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> that there, there's an there's an arrogance in that that most people aren't willing to admit to, right? And I think that a a great practice for a listener, if you ever go, oh yeah, I've heard that before. No weapon formed, or you're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Stop treating it like a hallmark card, and actually let the Father penetrate your heart right. about the deep truth that that is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and uh, honestly, that's uh, uh that, that that's a gift that God has given me. Uh, I, I, I use a whole different language and, uh, we, we, it, it, unearths a lot of that garbage and especially with, uh, people who, um, are looking for something different, uh, more, uh, less, less of a sermon. Yeah. Um, so, so that's really, uh, where a lot of this comes from, but, but yeah, we, we do have to challenge people and say, look, you know, the, the, the word is good, uh, I mentioned a fellow a minute ago, uh, you know, I sent, I sent that uh, soundtrack to him because I, I think you'll like it. But, um, you know, one of the big victories for him is he's been studying. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it took a couple of swacks at the right Bible, but also a lot of encouragement. Uh, I mean, over several years. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and he would tell you that, um, you know, that's a victory. He's studying his Bible regularly yeah. and enjoying it. Um, that's huge. So and coming at it from an entirely different place, right? right that's right. So it, it, it's it's food, but <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, you, we get a lot of that, uh, or we hear that, and we kind of just go, you know, you, you give me a caller. You, you're, you know, you think you know, yeah, you don't. <laughs> that's that whole thing. If you think you know, yeah, which is <laughs> intri- which. That's one of the don't most assume. well.
0: That's one of the most frustrating things we deal with. Right, it is. Is we deal with people all the time and walk with people all the time who think they know. Mm-hmm. But spiritually, it's not, it's not arrogance on our behalf. It's just clarity right. that there, there's clarity there. It's like, you know, I love this thing with Jesus when he looks at the disciples and he said, why are you afraid? You have little faith. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, you're afraid and your faith is small. Mm-hmm. But if we say that in culture right now to yeah. a brother or sister, they automatically accuse us of judgment and not loving people or not being empathetic. And it just becomes this war on words and feelings that does not produce fruit or move anybody anywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, the, there's where where I say I don't care. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and you already know that about me. But it, it's a waste of time. It becomes a waste of time. Are you teachable? That's one of the first questions I ask people. Are you teachable? Hmm. Because if you're not, then there's, there's nothing here. What I don't want to hear is what you're learning over there. Because if you are, then you need to stick with it. I get people all the time that say, and I don't want to get on a pedestal here, but you know, at some point you you're you've been trained. You're there to to bring uh, life and deliver, and that's it. Uh, you're not there to join in, you know, other things. And uh, you know, and I think people think that sounds arrogant, but um, look, I'm I, I, I have a job to do. We have a job to do, and we're going to do it. And uh, if you want that, great. Um, there's no obstacles. If you don't. You know, I'll eat a hamburger with you, but uh, I, we're wasting our day. Well, the, the
0: the scriptural reference there is: look at Paul and look at Peter. Right. Paul didn't run back to Jerusalem and join in with the boys and become one of those guys. Right. He carried out his mission. Yeah. And he stood <laughs> up and said, "Listen, you know, yeah. y'all y'all missed it. I'm going over here." <laughs> yes. And, and so, but when we do that in modern culture. You know, yeah. people automatically want to say, oh, well, you're, well, uh, guess what? You know, then, then Paul and Jesus and all the boys, they were all arrogant because that's what they did. They lived out their mission mm-hmm. and we have to culturally stop boxing things in by our own understanding and being so narrow-minded right. about the way it's always been. And are we willing and right. teachable to open up and let the Lord pour into us or yeah. not?
1: Yeah. And and you also have to look at the, the uh, proof of concept and you have to look at the fruit and <laughs> when you you have to dig in, yeah. you know, is this coming from somewhere or is this just uh, clever talk? <clears throat> and, uh, and it's not, it's, it's for real. So, but all that said, I mean, the goal here is for everybody to, uh, become that in their own way. Yeah. And, uh, everybody is meant for that. So it's not like, uh, you know, we're herding cattle or it's more like we're, we, you know, we want to set people free. And what, what, uh, one of the things we do is, is really hone in on why you're here, what your identity is. And I man, I, I love digging into that because it's it's such a frustration to folks that, that won't take the time. Uh, but the ones that will, they get there. And it's man, it's sweet to watch that. And that will matter. So but it's about setting other people free and, and getting them to understand their own value. So getting back to the idea of circumstances, they appear to be bullets. Uh, and I know right away when I start hearing that what to do. But, um, but anyway, the, the, the important uh, theme idea or idea is to say what uh, to recognize that your life is an unfolding mission. In other words, this is not an accident. When you face things, um, you, you have a choice in how to face them. So it's not about trying to escape or be comfortable. Mm. It's about growth, and it's about becoming uh, bulletproof. Yeah, And uh, it is a training ground, and it matters. You have to take someone who's the best quarterback of all time. We can probably debate that, but probably anyone 30-ish is going to say Tom Brady. Um, and I think that's probably the truth. Um, so what? Uh, but if you put him on a sandlot or you put him in the Super Bowl, Uh, he's still the best. He doesn't complain. He's not going to complain. He's just going to go do his thing. Mm. So what gives you value, what God has already put in you, your identity will spring from that. Well, you have to understand that you're here to deliver. You're here with a mission. You are a mission, his mission. And your circumstances are part of that. And uh, so I asked the question, you know, to, from, to, you know, I, I use myself a lot because we've been through a lot in our life and we learned a lot, but I, what, what if I hadn't, then there would be thousands of people that my life has touched and affected who w- it wouldn't, uh, you know, and, and there, and, and the thing is, is what if it's five people? Well, then they're who they're touching. It, it's exponential. So who knows? I'm just saying that based on, you know, books and things, but, but, the, you know, forget me or, or us or whatever, but just go to what if Esther, what if Joseph uh, didn't have their circumstances?
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, think of the, the, what would be missing. Think of the lessons. Think of how the world would be different. So, you know, when you have those kind of circumstances, you have to look at them as this is what God has given you. And uh, if you uh, bow down to them or fear then you'll you'll miss the point. Um, you have to in, engage them. Sometimes things are meant to be uh, to to all of it's meant to to lead to joy. But but uh, the way you find joy in circumstances is to stand up, yeah. push back, and uh, thank God for those circumstances. I thank Him every day, all the time for mine and what I've been through in my life, because I wouldn't have the wisdom or, or really it, it, I don't think any of this would be, you know. Working at least in this way, or in this community, the way it is, without that, so uh, we all have that. We're all world champions at something. So all we're doing is trying to lead people there. We, we aren't trying to. We are. Yeah. You know, it's just a slow process. So,
0: so the, for the <clears throat> person out there who's who's listening, and maybe they've been. M- most of our listeners follow mm-hmm. along and are very aware of our ministry and what we do. Maybe yeah. somebody's listening for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there is a necessary step that's required of each and every individual to Mm -hmm. step into this heavenly purpose. And I think ultimately for us, what we would say is that the gospel is less about getting people quote unquote saved Mm -hmm. and more Mm -hmm. about getting people to a place where they surrender to their heavenly identity and the father's will and begin living that out in the earth for his kingdom. And, and, and so for, for most people, they've been churched, they've maybe read the Bible, been around it, there is an old guard and old way, so an initial mm-hmm. step. Right. What does that co-laboring look like for the most part? It, beyond being teachable, what would what would you say the next process step is for someone?
1: Well, well I, I think you know, going back to the the first step is just to stop for a second and uh, take a walk or lay down or think about it. But you are God's idea, and if you're a believer, then you know you, what you're going to recognize. He's smarter. Than you are, and he's more powerful than you are. So you're done. Yeah, you get, either get on with his intention, which is your permission, or you sit still and you waste your 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 days, hoping things are going to get better, or fighting them in a non productive, toxic, low level way, complaining. Yeah. For instance, uh, you know God, God's okay with us complaining uphill, but it's a one bullet it's a one shot bullet mm. you complain you tell them this hurts this is hard i'm struggling yeah, yeah. i know you're going to bring victory use me mm-hmm. see this is the so the next step is after you recognize it you have to let it sink in mm-hmm. most people you can't just say it or put it on a post it note um you, you know that's why we have to slow down and and get this stuff in your heart yeah that's where the battle line is between your mind and your heart. So stuff can go through your mind all day and out the other side and you don't remember it and it doesn't have any real effect on you, but you get it in your heart and it becomes yours, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So the next step is to, you know, grab hold of that idea, take it in, really meditate on that. So we teach, you know, getting in the word, a specific way of doing it, uh, being thankful, Spending time, what, what I call joy time, but but God gives you joy when you are meditatively thankful, right? And we've talked about it a million times. And then you, you, you step into some dream time, some time with God. It's about the desires of your heart, and he will show you those things. So that's a simple process. Take 30 minutes, three or four days a week, you know, or more if you want to, but <clears throat> you don't need more. Um, so what happens is things begin to open up. So this is about how you see things from that place. When you're doing that, when you're, when you're aiming for it, what are some other things to be thinking about? You're his idea. Um, he made you. You can't debate it, so might as well get on with it. What does that look like? Well, you know, most people want to know uh, either how to escape their job or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of that, it's not about that. It's also not settle in and get over it. Yeah, suck it up and wait for heaven. Yeah, that's not what God's saying either. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how to move forward and see it the way He does, and uh, and He will train you through the process and the timing of it's beautiful. It it works. Yeah. So you 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 restore hope by building vision. Vision, you know, we we've got a whole laundry list of things there. So the next step is to begin to dig into. What is that idea? Your circumstances are uh, identifiers just like the desires of your heart.
0: Mm.
1: The circumstances are things that grow you. Yeah. And uh, they're very, very important. And you have to learn how to press through Mm. um, the moments. We can be very detailed about this. It's just hard to do and Few minutes. Well the reality is is this this entire process is very organic
0: and personal to each yeah, individual, is. which is why it's required to be navigated right. in a personal way. The, the mistake of culture right. is to try to cookie cutter and box right. everything into a five-step process and say, here, I'm going to sell you this, yeah. this, this five-step process on discovering your purpose or gaining right. intimacy with God. And then we wonder why it doesn't work because right. it has to be customized to you. That's I right. mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny it, it, on the way here, my kids played football and one of their mouthpieces was left in the back. Well, those mouthpieces are customized to their bite profile. They put it in their mouth. Their teeth fit right in there. Right. If I put it in my mouth, it ain't gonna fit because it was made for my kids' teeth. Yeah. That's the whole idea of the thumbprint thing. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that our relationship with the father is as intimate as our relationship with, you know, more intimate, but with the spouse. Mm-hmm. It's very unique. Right. I don't treat my brother the same way I treat my wife or mm-hmm. you the mm-hmm. same way I treat my son. Mm-hmm. They're all very intimate and personal. Mm-hmm. And which that's why it has to be an intimate, personal, relational thing yeah. uh, with the father.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so think about the the context. Uh, how are we doing on? Time? Uh, I think we got like uh, two minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Life is it's made up of circumstances, the context. You have memories and circumstances. Now, that's really it. Mm. That's what life is made of, every day and every way. So, you, you when you have to learn how to take your eyes off of the circumstantial uh, things that produce. Uh, that, that that rob you of joy, mm. produce the fears, you know, the fear of death, the fear of poverty, and the fear of the opinions of others. Those are the three core root fears that most, all fears, boil down to in some fashion. So you have to take your eyes off of your circumstances from that position mm. and then, you know, recognize and thank God. He says, he doesn't just say be thankful in all things. He says, Be thankful for all things. That's a hard pill to swallow unless you understand what he's after. Mm. Now look, remember, this is God, all right? This isn't a couple of guys here talking. This is the good Lord talking to all of us, and we have to learn how to listen to him. That happens through the Spirit and married with the Word. So, you know, it, it's when you begin to understand that you are here in this moment. To bring something, God will work through you. It will come out in the shape of you. It will glorify Him. It'll help people, and it'll satisfy your soul. That's what this is about. That's what being a Christian is about. Yes, it's about being in the family, in a kingdom. Mm. Um, it's not about heaven off one day. Yes, heaven, but <laughs> that's not the, you know, that's not the golden nugget you're hoping for. Yeah, uh, store up your your water until then or whatever no man you've got work to do you're here your circumstances reveal that if you allow it and they yeah. prepare you for it so you know i don't do well with a lot of complaint um, i listen and uh, and but when we complain it's cathartic god wants us to do it but he wants us to do it uphill mm. uh, that means we give it to him now I'm not talking about your spouse. You need someone you trust in your life. Sometimes they they help you lift it up. So that's okay. But uh, walking around in the mode of complaint, yeah, um, is death. It's 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 yeah. toxic soil. It doesn't. It, all you're doing is cursing God.
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. Um, and uh, come back, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Wake up our fates. We're gonna recognize our corporate partners and back right after this. Hey everybody, Matt Ham here. Hope you're enjoying this week's broadcast. As we mentioned on air, we are exploring new social media platforms like Rumble, BitChute, and Telegram. We have a great Telegram channel set up where we can share information, content, and engage conversation with our members. If you're not active there, we would encourage you to join us. If you need instructions or help on getting started, you can email us, info at uprint.life. That's I-N-F-O at uprint.life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams in studio uh, here at The Big Talker. Many thanks to Joe Catanacci for producing the show each and every week. Um, thanks to The Big Talker for airing us every Saturday and Sunday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. We've had some great stories lately, Kevin, of folks who have been listening into the show. Uh, you know, we had Nick Banta on um, two weeks ago now. Has it been two weeks? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, about launching this portable veterans community mm-hmm. through our nonprofit, The Life Center. Right. Uh, he had some folks who were listening who started texting him and saying, yeah. man, I'm excited about this for you guys. So we appreciate those who are listening and getting the word out about the show. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's an awesome way to reach uh, this community and really help them uh, plant a foundation so they can begin to step into who they are, pour back in, and bless others because it's definitely needed. Um, today, Kev, we're talking about how to become bulletproof and we talked through a lot of things in the first segment. Your God's right. idea, you know, and so much. You can go back if you missed it. But let's pick up where we left off and really encourage people to step into what this actually means for their lives right now. Yeah. Well,
1: it's uh, it, it. Time's flying. Yes, it is. So you got so many days. Uh, you go back and read Psalm 139. Uh, read it earlier. Or, Chunk of it, and uh, or, or or any other scripture that that points back to you are God's idea, which also means there's an appointed time. Uh, your mm. days are numbered. It's not a bad thing. It's great. Uh, you know, it, to live as uh, Christ, you know, to die is game. We're, we're ready either way. This is bulletproof. This is what it means. This is what it means to me. But it, this is, I think, what it means scripturally. Uh, If you will, Um, joy is uh, the antidote to the darts (laughs) or trials, whatever they are. But God will use everything. All things work together. Look, all this points back to the same thing. So when you have someone saying to you, I uh, am facing this, um, the goal is to help people understand What's that going to do to move you forward? Um, You know, there's all kind of clever ways of looking at it, but the end result, you know, people are so focused on a measurement of outcome. Mm. It's like saying, "I'm going to go plant some seeds, but I'll never do it until I realize or or have a picture of how many apples I'm going to get out of this." You got to stop that. You got to stop it because it not only does it rob God. It makes you God in your mind, and it's just a false narrative. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked, and uh, and so it's time to stop that. So the real armor, the real thing is to understand why God put you here and get on with it, and yeah. he put you here in these circumstances to fight, to stand up and deliver. Now, look, I, I had a guy several years ago when we, you know, frequented a few churches around here. I mean, you know, I spent my life in church and even in leadership and different roles and so, you know, it's not, I'm not poo-pooing it, but a uh, guy says, uh, this was here locally, says, you know, why don't you come a little more? And uh, I just said, look, I was walking with him, uh, and I just said, look, unless I'm going to be able to feed people or I'm going to get fed. If, if one of those things aren't present, I'm out. I'm not going to waste my time because our, our days are numbered, time's flying. So we have to stop looking at what other people Think about us, what other people speak into our lives who aren't there and who aren't further ahead, if you will. So time's flying. Grab hold of that. Don't be afraid of it. But it means you've got to become a good steward of your days. So every complaint uh, basically steals the value of that day. Other than you know, just letting God know this is difficult. He, he knows, but you, it's okay. It's good to get
0: it out, Right. One of the things that's kind of coming up in my heart as we're talking about this is the concept of time as it relates to someone's anointing. So just basic conversation. If, if your anointing mm-hmm. is the thing that God has called you forth to do, if it's what he's placed in you and around mm-hmm. you in the timing, right. your anointing is multifaceted. That the anointing is, is there's a period of time that's required with that anointing. And so we look at David, who was anointed, mm-hmm. but there was 15 years before he actually stepped into his kingdom. Um, as the king, right. you know, um, you have all, all these different stories. Jesus was 30 years old before he really began, right. you know, his ministry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Moses, I mean, all of them had a season or a period of preparation. Right. The thing that most people struggle with that we see is that they feel an anointing. They feel this this call, this mm-hmm. desire, but it, they want to rush it. You know, speaking for myself here, raising my hand, you want to rush right. that moment of preparation. But the, the, the dynamic thing for me right now is that... Being in more of a charismatic space and kind of opening myself up from, you know, old churchianity to kind of experiential, Holy Spirit led life, there's also a lot of people in that camp who sit on these prophetic words and they sit on all this stuff. People want to come around and say, Kevin, I'm prophesying over your life that you're going to be a financier for the kingdom, or I'm prophesying over your life that you're going to go this and trap, whatever the thing is. And there's so many people who are waiting on that thing, but they are refusing to co-labor with God and get on with it in the moment. And, and so I feel like this is a season, like you're saying, to stand up. I feel like it's a season where we're looking at folks and saying, get busy with it and participate with God. But the challenge there is that you don't run ahead of him. So how do you balance out someone getting busy with it or getting on with it and co-laboring with God, but then not outrunning God in the same breath.
1: Well, you have to understand the difference between the desires of your heart and willpower. And we have whole teaching on that. So you name it, you know, it's there. Dig in. But, uh, you know, I just don't want like wasting time. Uh, uh, that, that's funny for a guy who talks as slow as I do. But, uh, (laughs) I think, uh, there's a lot of meat there. And if you pay attention, you're going to learn something. Um, And, uh, but that's, but see, I'm, I'm fully confident of why I'm here. I don't, you know, I used to sit in board meetings and pine away at night for, oh, what did that person think? Or, you know, oh no, are they going to buy it or not? Or, you know, this is, these are big things, uh, life-changing things. I don't do that anymore. I get up every day and I'm excited to be alive, especially now. And I see myself as a general, I'm using an example of myself. All right. It's care if you like me or not. It's just the way it is. So I think everybody needs that. And when you understand that God made you, he's smarter than you are, way smarter, way more powerful, and he put you here now, that means something. And if it doesn't mean something to you, and you're just a ball of complaint, and you're sick, and you're falling apart, and you're worried, and you're doubling up on your mask, you you pick the poison. Garbage, garbage, garbage. And if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. We love you anyway, but it is garbage. We see the world is filled with it, and it's fear. So you have to get to the place where you begin to recognize that you are the only one that's ever been born as you. Now, we are corporately, we have the same DNA, like in a family. And we we work from that place. That's where we gather together and worship together, and uh, et cetera. So, but we are also very very individual, mm-hmm. like in a family. Where you you know I, I know I love my brother. We don't get to talk very much, but we're extremely different. But uh, you know, you put us together, and you might have a genius or something. So, uh, that's how the church is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 twofold. For what I do is I go in and I stir people's heart up and get them dreaming again and get them to, to remember things that they've forgotten because they're worried about their customers or they're worried about the situation or all this stuff. It's like rust. It just bakes on and, uh, and, and, and you can't heal from that and nor can you be productive. So you, you got to fight for people. You got to step in there and, and look, I, I'll say it if I care or we care more about your spiritual health than you do. Um, there's a problem. Yeah, You need to care. We care. I care. I will die for you to, to help you. And, uh, that, you know, but see, I know who I am. And, and so, so, but, but uh, I'm glad to stand up in that because it helps everybody else uh, that comes in contact with that to recognize that in themselves. Mm. And the goal of that is it's not to become some leader. It's to say, you are a leader. Get up, you know, go. And so everyone has this amazing anointing, which we teach. You know, It has to come first. And the gifts emerge. Effort happens. Most people have it backwards. Yeah. So you have a job to do in this moment and get excited about it and stand up in it. You
0: know, the, the, the thing that you said in the first segment that's coming back to me now is <clears throat> ultimately it boils down to one of two things. When people are listening and focusing on their circumstances, mm-hmm. they are listening and focusing on one of two things. They're either listening to and focusing on the enemy's sermon or the enemy's mm-hmm. message right. versus the father's message. yes. And that's a different way of saying the devil on one shoulder, angel on the other, but it's, right. it's profound mm-hmm. because so many folks find themselves stuck in this season of complaint, stuck in this season of, of worry, stuck in this season of fear, stuck in this season of circumstantial hopelessness Right. because they're listening to the wrong narrative and the wrong voice, right. yet every day like a crack addict, they get back up, they turn mm-hmm. on their social media platform and just start arguing again or watching the news, and yeah. they're not doing anything differently than they were in the past. And so you can't expect a different outcome with the same input. Right. And so something's got to break and something's got to change. And sadly, it takes a rock bottom moment or a hopeless moment mm-hmm. for folks to actually go, oh, man, <laughs> I've had this wrong.
1: Right. Well, and that's, that's the idea of the near-death experience. And that's what it takes for a lot of people. Uh, certainly had my own, but uh, I think uh, we feel that on a colossal scale right now. So a lot of people need healing. But they also need uh, not just healing, they need uh, energy toward why they're here. God's not trying to keep this from you. Mm. It's the enemy. And the enemy does it through logic, fear, real low-level toxic thinking. Well, also routine and tradition. It's all the same.
0: Sentimentality. Humanism. All the stuff.
1: Man is God. Bill Gates knows everything. That dude's a monster. And, uh, I mean, there are, there's a bunch of them out there. So, it, it, you know, rather than getting off on that, the point is is you're here to bring something into every room you walk into, and you got to get excited about that. And it's not all the other – see, the enemy's very crafty. You're talking about running out, you know, running ahead, or running out of the stadium with the ball or whatever. You have to find that sweet spot where you know – we call it the hard place. You find your firm place, and you push back from there, and you do it. And, uh, you know, I get worn out here, and people complaining, and, and yet, and I mean, it's okay, look, on a personal level, but <sighs> gosh, you are so important to God. Hmm. You have something to do. You're not the king of everything, but you matter, and there's only one of you. And it works beautifully together with other people who've broken free and who are free indeed. So it's not about attending church or any of that stuff. It's about He made you. You're a vessel to bear fruit, and uh, so you know you have to. You have to really begin to, you know, think about it. Uh, you're God's intention. Recognize why you're here. Um, talk to Him about it, right? Uh, and then go deliver it. Hmm. You're not here for anything. It's like I was saying to this fella at church. A, this is like three or four years ago, but I just said, "Look, I'm here to to bring something. And uh, if this isn't the place for me to do that, I'm out. Because what's the point? And I wasn't getting fed anything because yeah. uh, I'm not going to sit and listen to somebody who hasn't been through what I've been through. And it's that simple. I'm not 30 years old, so uh, you know it. A lot of people don't like that, but I think the right people do like it, and they say, exactly, Mm -hmm. thank you, lead, be honest, be clear, and then other people can be free to do the thing they're doing. Uh, This fellow I mentioned earlier helped out a guy, and uh, it was in a bad way, but uh, I don't have to walk through all of it, but this guy, is uh, his life is revolutionized. His genius has emerged. That's the greatest thing we can see. So when I look at people, when we look at people, it's we're saying, and this is everything, but I always start out looking at them and I say, you are gods, and that's what motivates my heart to help you mm. at any cost, if you're listening. And so, so you think about it that way. You, your value is not what you can gain. Your value is what you bring into every situation. And until you grab hold of that, You're never there to to accumulate your fruit. You're there to plant seeds and find great joy in the obedience of it. It's not about making a living or any of that stuff. You better believe if if God created you to do something and you start, he's going to train you and it takes time. You mentioned that, you know, David. Yes, that's the anointing part. Every heavenly calling has an earthly preparation season. But if you don't get on with it and you just sit still and let the toxic complaint over. Take you, then you miss it, or you push it off, or you waste it. Uh, so anyway, you you've got to get the attitude, and it, it, you know I, this is my personal attitude. I'm not here to, you know, uh, pontificate, but but I am here to bring something. Yeah. If you want it, I'll give it to you. If you don't, I got to get on with some something else. And when your genius is doing that with other people's genius then it works beautifully and at the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So although I'm very confident, I want to draw out the confidence in other people so they will get on with that because, you know, I'm not going to talk to uh, somebody who knows about Internet banking and act like I know everything about it. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to go, hey, bring your genius. Yeah. You know, and that's what these portable communities are about. That's what a life center is. It's about the church being flipped inside out. The bottom line, if you want to be bulletproof, forget the circumstances. Let them train you and use them and be thankful and get excited. And you bring something from God into that and you change it. That's what people are missing. and It's not being taught in churches. Well, it's interesting because we see
0: this in culture. As you're talking about this, I I see two examples. On one side, you have the heroes of faith, which you mentioned, Mm -hmm. Daniel, Joseph, Esther. Let's just focus on those three. On the flip side, you have cultural people, right? Like, I'm thinking about uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I'm thinking about, I keep thinking about Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joel had a song called The Entertainer. And in the song, he's writing about how the radio station said, hey, you need to make your song shorter so we can play him on the air. And he's he's fighting this thing where mm-hmm. in order to be a pop star, he needs to write three-minute songs instead of seven-minute songs. And, and, you know, you look at Jimi Hendrix with the way he came out playing the guitar. Yeah. Any innovator, any person who's living out their genius, their their kingdom purpose, whatever, is they have to ultimately operate outside of the box that culture wants to put them in. Right. And any time you've seen anyone who's willing to break a mold, mm-hmm. there were people trying to force them into a box. Yeah. And so I think about... Daniel and Joseph and Esther, they were not concerned whether or not they offended someone. Daniel was not going, man, you know what? I really want to pray to God, but you know, it's going to offend the king, and I'm going to go to the lion's den. I probably shouldn't do this. He didn't even give it thought. The same way Jimi Hendrix wasn't concerned about the listeners, and he just played the music that was in him. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you're saying from your example, yeah. that's actually the call of each and every individual.
1: That's Right. I'm going to go to the place that God made me to go to. And are you going to come along? And uh, cuz that's our goal and our heart is to get you there no matter what. But fears, fear of death, uh, even if you got a sneeze and you think oh no, I got to go to the hospital. Well look, it's everywhere, right? And I've been saying this for years and you see it everywhere. You know, I'm spent several days trying to convince people that I love to stay far away from being jabbed from this stupid vaccine that changes your DNA. Um, but, but anyway, uh, it's real easy to get off on all that. It, but it, we are in a time that requires great faith. And, you know, stand up in it. And, and what you'll find out is that God has a place for you in it to lead others. But if you don't, then you will always just be chasing your tail around and around and around, and it will be filled with complaints. So the church is filled with one-off geniuses, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be some building with somebody everybody flocks to to hear the greatest sermon. It's not that. It's, it's about all of us understanding what discipleship does. It sets us free, but it's not logistical. It takes time, but who you are is already in you. It's like a concentrated laundry pellet. You got to put it in the water you got to get it in there. Get it dirty. Get it around that. And then it explodes and it works. This is how it works. But if you're afraid, oh no, God won't feed me. I trust him for the air in my lungs, but I don't li- I don't believe he'll fill my stomach or I'm going to lose my savings. Well, you know, then just stay where you are. I you know, I don't have a lot of patience. I do on a personal individual level, but <laughs> it's just it's not worth it. Yeah. You can talk, you can waste 10 years of your life trying to talk yourself through these fears. And it's um, it, it won't. It, it, you, it, you've got to start taking baby steps. That's the beautiful thing is you don't need to haul tail. You, you just need to take one step. That's why, you know, if you know somebody who does good wood things, say, look, make something for somebody. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself for a second. Just make something, one thing, and go give it to somebody and bless them. Yeah. You know, one of the things we do and we believe heavily in their life Center, is we, you know, we, we believe in service industry people who are just kicking butt. And we'll just, we'll bring a, a rock solid tip to them that they don't expect. And it's just a way to love on them. Yeah. You know, we're not preaching. So, so there's all kind of radical things that you can start doing immediately. But when you do it in the way that your heart sings and starts to work, all this is organic. So it's about uncovering this. Packages on Christmas morning, God's already got it figured out. All you have to do is you have to rely on Him, learn to rely on Him, and be and expect it, and be excited, childlike, bride like, friend like, you know, all these things. So, but you have you you are a one off model, mm. and don't waste it. So, what gives you joy is not. This is the point I want to make today. What gives you joy is not. Uh, circumstantially driven, what gives you joy is bringing God's anointing into those circumstances and 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 changing uh, the dynamic, bringing life to others. You know, the greatest thing you'll ever do is bear fruit for God. Does it honor Him? Does it help others? Does it satisfy your soul? So that means if you're a musician. You may go help somebody move a piece of furniture. That's a moment, not a mission. Your mission would be playing something on stage. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that God built this into people. People don't. A lot of people don't honor Him. You know, that's that, that's uh, some day of reckoning between those two. But the the fundamental uh, me- mechanism works the same for everybody. Yeah. But it is not. It is not. Uh, wallpapered into logic. It's just not. And you got to get over that. You got to quit worrying about how you're going to eat. I'm not saying, you know, become the kid on the poster. I'm saying take baby steps. and God will, it'll, it'll be like water seeping through the dike. It'll, it'll break eventually. And that I, I know this, I've seen it and I've seen it in other people that I've helped or we've helped over and over and over. This is how it works. You know, I have this thought right now, and
0: again, clarify it for me, but the the thought is, is what I'm hearing and feeling, is no one ever changed culture by playing by the rules. Yeah. I mean, ultimately. Right. No one ever changed anything by playing by the rules. Right. And so yet there's so many rule followers. Church has created an institution of rule followers who are afraid, because I don't want to offend anybody. I want to bear good witness. And they use all this scripture to justify it. Toss it out. And, and, And yet... No one ever changed anything by following the rules, and Jesus is the example. And so while we have a a culture of Christians out there who want to play by the rules and go along to get along, you're missing the kingdom moment and the anointing that's on your life. And it's just that thing is so burdensome for me for people who have convinced themselves that playing by the rules (laughs) is the right thing
1: to do. Yeah, I mean, if you believe Scripture— then look at the people that broke through. Look at the people. It, it always went against logic. The walls of Jericho didn't come down by math. It's, we follow God's will. We let go. People don't even understand what surrenders. I don't even like these words anymore because, you know, they, they just they do a disservice. They take you back to, you know, I'm just going to hang out and listen to T.D. Jakes or whatever. Get over that. You are God's vessel. And you have just as much genius in you as him or anybody else you've seen who's magnified in some weird, icky, famous world. I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying yeah. there's all this. It's just, it's over. Well, he's an example of a guy who did that in that environment. Yeah, but, but it, it's you, you don't need, we don't need icons. We don't need celebrity. Yeah. This stuff is, oh, it's crumbling. And, and, you know, if you don't believe that, that's fine, but, you got, we've got to get past that and recognize yeah. the spirit and truth time. If you want to be like Jesus. You have to understand why God put you on this planet and there is work to be done. And that work is your assignment. That's, it, that's the value that you bring. He made you to do that. That is where your true joy comes from. And it bulletproofs your life because it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You will be light going into a dark room and it works and if it works more in some areas than others then you then you follow the favor mm. you know it it's just it's just the way it is but you can get up every day and not be offended mm. you know i'm not talking about having a bad day and you know um needing a, a good uh, beer or something or, you know having fun you know, god wants you to have fun you got taste buds all that. i'm just saying we've got to get over this this churchy yeah uh uh, trap that we're in. You, you want to be like Jesus. It doesn't mean good behavior. It means you understand that you're God's son, God's bride, and God's friend, and you work from heaven into the earth with a mission, and your circumstances are your playing field. Mm. Don't complain about it. Get on with it. It's something that will not only train you, but you will change lives. And when you change one life, They will change lives, and that's what disciple all nations means. So you know it's um, there's nothing like it. It's the most fulfilling thing you'll ever find, and nothing can come against that. And when people start to speak at you, you just say, "I I appreciate your opinion, but I got stuff to do." You got anything else? Yeah. That's the attitude we need to have. Instead of, I got to find a better church. Yeah. anyway. Anyway, how to become bulletproof? Yeah. Overcome your circumstances. Well, okay, man, always thank you for pouring in and for pouring out.
0: Uh, for our listeners, thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you reach out to us. If you're not already, get connected, wakeupmyfaith.com. You can join the Portable Faith community, get daily encouragement, jump into some of our one-on-one teaching, jump into some of the resources that are there, get beyond your circumstances. Let's go change the city and this region together for the kingdom. See you guys next week.